0: Patriots. Man, I just choked on something as I start the show. That's fantastic. Exactly what I wanted to do. Man. All right. So today is Tuesday, the end of Tuesday, May 16th in the year 2023. And <laughs> I as I'm spending a whole day up at the ranch and I loved it, I think the world got dumber. I don't know how that's possible, but from what I've been seeing, hmm. I do think it's possible that the world got dumber. It is a miraculous thing, isn't it? I mean, in all seri- in all seriousness, I don't know. I don't really know how that continues to happen. But it's like we're in this constant l- retardation loop, and then it's just it just keeps like continuing. <clears throat> I was just getting a report on a local patriot meeting meeting here in in my town. And just this, we're going to talk about it because it's just typical of what's happening. It's like this cancer of corruption and moral bankruptcy is growing and metastasizing. And I think some of it's probably at the core that because people don't have a relationship with God, they're just giving up. And it's like, take everything I can before the ship sinks. That's what I think. All right, Patriots, before we get going here, we have a new sponsor on the show I'm very happy with. It's CB. Distillery, CB Distillery. They are a CBD oil company with a lot of different products. And I've been super impressed with them. They've got products for sleep. They have products for pain. They have topical ointments, really high quality, hemp-based. And I'm really pushing that because the problem with that has happened with this free pot movement is it's all about people getting stoned with higher levels of THC. And we've, we're missing the great benefits when hemp and, and marijuana are at the core root somewhere, probably the same, but they're about as, they're very opposite of each other. Hemp has so many other products and to use, from the fibers to make clothing and paper, oils for fuel, and obviously CBD oil. So this is a great company. Really been impressed with it. I've been taking their product, Daytime Synergy, which is a CBD and CBG. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm just still learning about CBG. But anyway, it's been super helpful with this sciatica pain I've been dealing with. And my mom has been taking a CBD, one of their CBD gummies product, and she's had great effects on her neck. Just great stuff. So anyway, I'm really encouraging you to check it out. If you head on over to cbdistillery.com, cbdistillery.com, use your promo code, you'll get 20% off. That's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. And away you go. I mean, there's a whole selection of stuff you want. You're not going to go wrong. So you'll always find these links down below the podcast. they have got millions of happy customers, which says a lot for the company. And I had a chat with him the other day. So really impressed. Highly encourage you to check this out. I think you'll be very pleased with this product line. And it's something, in my opinion, we need to be having in our medical cabinets. Anything we can do that's natural and not based on big pharma, answer is good. Check that box. Very good. Right? So there you go. CBDistillery.com. Bart's code. The most famous promo code on the web. 20% off. It's awesome. So, yeah, I mean... I'm looking through stuff today and I just, I'm kind of shaking my head. I'm like, are we ever going to have a day that we don't get dumb or dumber? There was a movie named that. I don't know if you saw Miller Light now has gone woke. So we had the Bud Light fiasco. And so since the trans wokeness didn't fly well, Miller Light has now decided that they're going to buy back all the sexy imagery of women and they're going to turn it, they claim they're turning it into compost to grow hops, <laughs> whatever. I, I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, okay. And, and some people like, might say, well, that's good. Well, yeah, except that it's the classic type of ad. And it's all a woke ad. And it's all pushing that women need to lead the world. Women, no offense, but no, you don't. And working together is one thing, but they're all trying to push this Luciferian inversion agenda. It's ridiculous. So yeah, I mean, we're just into, every time I turn around, it's like, oh, and what the real big issues that are going on, that, the, uh, I was going to say Mueller, it's not Mueller, the Durham Durham investigation yesterday, that was released and everybody's like, it didn't say anything. It said a lot of things. So here's something you need to ask yourself with that, which is really, I find very interesting. You have all these people that told the truth, supposedly, right? And the question you need to ask is, what compelled them to speak the truth to Durham? I, I'm, I'm still curious about that. I mean, what was it? Like, son, here's a deal. Um, underneath the table, you're sitting across from me. I have a 12-gauge shotgun pointed at your balls. Now, I can turn you into a transgender right now. Or uh, you could tell the truth. I I don't know if it's something like that. I, I really don't know. I mean, it, it's. But we're dealing with something that was very, very compelling because some people didn't want to speak to him at all, and of course they're the they're the biggest dirt bags of them all. And then we have all these other people dropping dime on everybody else. So there's a lot in that, and it's. I think for us, we're sitting right rec- kind of scratch- scratching our head going, okay. And we're going to get what out of this? I played this piece earlier today on Bended Knee. I want to play it again right now. It's about a minute and a half, two minutes, something like that. And it's Alex Jones. Now, keep in mind, Alex Jones, love him or hate him, this dude has been on the way ahead of the time on all the crazy stuff we're dealing with. He was also, and I've, I've always been on the ropes with, or kind of on the edge with Alex Jones. Sometimes I'm like, dude, you're dead on. And other times it's like crazy Alex. And the, some of the people he keeps company with, you're just kind of rolling your eyes with. But, but, this indicate, this thing he shares today on Bannon's War Room. And I think there's something there too. I mean, he's literally on Steve Bannon War Room. So anyway, I'm just pointing these things out. Take a listen to this. It's a very interesting This is what I would call cultural intelligence. This is what I've done so much of. And I'm listening to this because this is a really interesting perspective of the nature of this awakening and how it's really moving across the liberal base, which is what they don't want us to know. Oops, hold on. We're going to try that again because what happens when you don't have your sound levels up is nothing plays. Isn't that something?
1: I would shake... Not every 20th hand, but every third or fourth hand, but every 30th person I'd walk by would say, F you, Russian spy, you're going to prison. So I got a lot of hate. It has been eight, nine months, and I go out, I go out to dinner, I go to the grocery store, I travel the country, I travel the world. Steve, I've not gotten one F you, you're a Russian agent, in almost nine months. I go to restaurants now, and it's not about Alex Jones, but it's a gauge. And I, because the average person isn't famous, they're not prominent, which is a great thing to have anonymity, but with it, with the pain of being prominent, not having privacy, you actually get a real gauge. I go to the most liberal areas of Austin now that I avoided for years, have some of the best restaurants without even security now. And literally I go in a restaurant and almost everyone comes over and says, we're sorry, we were wrong. We know the government's evil. We know the country's been hijacked. I just took my wife out to dinner with some friends last Thursday. Almost everybody in in the restaurant came over An Italian restaurant, black, white, Hispanic, old, young Then I walked to the parking garage Ran to three groups of people And black, white, and Hispanic Every group said, we love you, we're sorry We used to think you were bad So what that shows me is In the most leftist areas They're even converting And there is a real global awakening There is a great awakening Happening as the counter to the Great Reset Before we get
0: going here on some of this other crazy stuff. Because we're going to talk a lot about what Alex just hit on. And it's true. But there's also this other part of this awakening that's happening that is causing people to really do stupid stuff. And I want to dig into that in just a moment. But I want to start, first of all, by just getting some grounding. So as I told you last night, the bull came in late, like 9 o'clock. That's why we started last night's show about 20 minutes late. And he was well-received by the cows. And so today I just wanted to check on him. I was checking on fences on the property, making sure there was no breaks. And I also wanted to make sure he was settled in well. And so they weren't down on the lower pasture, but they were up in the tree line. And man, when I drove up near them, it was like they came out looking really guilty. My bull had found a cow. And they looked like two kids that had been caught by dad in the backyard, in the bushes. But it's okay. I told him it was okay because that's what he's there for. So what we are absolutely sure of right now is we weren't exactly positive that all of the cows were pregnant, but I will guarantee you by the time we get to the end of the month, they will be. <laughs> he's not messing around. I'm just telling you. He's a happy man. Boy, young man. He's not messing around you got to admit, like, when you when you are a bull, like, and he's, so I need to get some pictures. I told I was going to get some. He just wasn't very photogenic today. He was very, very um, focused, would be the right term, on the ladies, and he didn't want to be bothered. I'm like, okay, I'll let you be. But you've got to admit that when you have a bull that walks in, stranger, and he lets out one beller, and all the ladies come running. That dude does not have a gender confusion issue. And that dude has a set of cojones. He's like calling him like, I'm the man. And you're like, oh, here I come. The neighbor's cows apparently picked it up too because they've got a bunch of cows down there and they're all hanging out on the edge of the fence. That's another reason I had to check today. I was like, last time we went through this, the bull got so excited with the ladies that were next door that were being very unladylike. I will just tell you that they were not being very good ladies next to, next to our fence. And the ladies next door got so um, unladylike that the bull broke the fence down and went over and joined them. So I was like not doing this again because it took us a week to get him back. And I don't know. I don't know how many ladies, We're satisfied by that bull, but I'll tell you, we had to call the owner of the other bull, of the other cows, and he's like, ah, don't worry about it. Like, all right, brother, don't want to mess up your genetics, but I think our bull's been busy. And he's like, ah, it's okay. Such as animals. They don't have these problems humans have. It's real simple. I'm telling you, life is easy. You know, it's just like going into the beehive. And you walk in there, and I, I have great bees. They're, they're very good bees. They've been busy building tons of honeycomb. And that's just like a weekend. But they, they they kind of fly around you and they're checking you out like, dude, why are you bothering us? We have work to do. And I'm like, I know, but I want to make sure everything's okay. And you almost get this sense of like, we're bees and we're in the hive and we didn't fly away. That means our queen is out and we're servicing our queen. So leave us the hell alone and let us make some honey like, all right, you got it. You got it, folks. Go make the honey. I, I love working up on the property. I love working in the garden because everything makes sense. Everything does. I don't know if you know, you know barn swallows or know how they work. Barn swallows literally love to fly around barns and in and out because they always look for places to make their nests. And all day long, they're deciding that they want to fly into the garage. And I'm like, folks, this is not the right place to be. So I have to talk them out. And then tonight, Brad Cummings came up to the property with his wonderful wife, Kelly. And they and were sitting there talking. And a barn swallow just decided to fly into the house. Uh, I'll tell you. And animals don't care. They're like, I'm looking for a place to build my nest. I don't know. Life in, Life in the animal kingdom is... So much more simple, I guess one would say. We, we just complicate everything. And so we make a big deal about liberals waking up, and the animal kingdom's like, dude, we just live awake. That's all it is. That's pretty much it. Because ask a cow, just out of curiosity, and you might, you might try it sometime, ask a cow, like, what do you think about the politics? And i st- literally going to sit there and chew their cud and look at you like, that is your dumb world. My great world is I'm eating grass that I really like. And when I get tired of that or I get tired of you, I'm going to go find a tree and sit down and chew my cud. At some point today, I'm going to go drink some water. And as I walk along, and I'm probably, when you're looking at me, I'm going to poop and pee. And then if, I've got, if it's a cow and she's got a calf, then I'm just going to sit here and my calf's going to come up and nurse. So any questions? Simple life, simple life, but not for humans and not for us at all. Right now we're dealing with a level of corruption and moral bankruptcy in the world. That's rather profound. I'm actually very optimistic about where we're going as humanity. And i I will tell you that I'm more optimistic than I've been. And there've been some periods here in the last few weeks. I've just wanted to like, let's eh, that's, that's just like, Let's just drop the nuke and be done. But the fact is that the remnant is getting stronger. And as the remnant digs in and declares the authorities of Father God, we're starting to see that there are true authorities in which we can use as as his son, our Savior, gave us the authorities to have. I think that's a very profound thing to say because it was Jesus that gave us those authorities. And so when we start to look at people, like a report I got tonight of just the level of corruption that's going on in our school boards locally and even in our election official in our county. And this dude's a dirtbag. And he's been caught in his lies of trying to tell people they have to. he's charging them some inordinate amount of money to get hold of the voter rosters, which are supposed to be free. But they just keep making shit up. I don't know how to say it and they just make it up on the fly because they they're obsessed with power. You're you're literally watching this debased mind, a reprobate mind work right before you as they just lie, they cheat, they steal, they manipulate. And again, I'm I'm balancing this, and I mean this. I'm balancing this between the animal kingdom, right? So the last time we had a cow that got very aggressive. She became hamburger. And the problem is in the human world, when somebody becomes a retard, psychopathic fool, we're supposed to endure them. And, And that's why this stuff happens. In the animal kingdom, you just clean up your genetics, done, but not here. At the core of all of this, there's something that is moving very quickly. And that's why I started with the Alex Jones piece, because this awakening is growing. And I truly believe that what people are feeling is in the response. And this is, okay, this is my interpretation, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this based on prayers and other things that I've been observing. People that are following this moral bankruptcy and getting deeper in it and, they, and doing so without any sort of concern for others. There's even a child that died as a direct result of the shots at one of the local schools, and it hasn't changed anything on this school board. One of the school board members wrote a response to an op-ed trying to tell people we don't teach critical race theory. And I'm like, I didn't ask about critical race theory. We want to know if you're teaching queer theory, which is what the state's pushing. And are you pushing masks? And are you pushing shots? And are you doing what Oregon's trying to do, which is to tell children of 10 years two years or whatever, like literally two years old, that they can go get their balls cut off or get mutilated at a mobile clinic? Have you done that? And they don't want to answer these questions. And as this awakening spreads, as Alex Jones noted, what happens is people know that the awakening is happening deep down inside. Our subconscious is an amazing part of who we are. It's, it literally connects us. And it's literally the like the keel on a ship. It's what rights the ship. So when somebody's been living in a lie, and we've talked a lot about this in the past, and this is what happened in the COVID con, is that the stress became so high and so acute that the adrenaline and the dopamine was flooding through people's minds and bodies because they were in sheer levels of panic and fear. They shouldn't have been, but they had been conditioned for years with the dumb movies and all the programming on TV. And then the media hit on full force and people went into a a literally a a psychotic moment. And the only way they could survive, the subconscious will do this, it will shift the reality. Essentially, it's a psychotic break in order to save the body. So we've been through all of this. And so we're seeing another version of this right now because what's happening is as the awakening is spreading and people understand that and are understanding that everything they believe in is a lie, instead of just being honest because a moral person who walks with Jesus would, but since these people aren't walking with Jesus and they're not moral, they go the other way. They're going to double down. They're going to protect themselves. They're going to take what they can. And they see the ship sinking, which reminds me a lot of like Wormtongue, if you've ever seen Lord of the Rings or read the books, and King Theoden. And he's just the king's squire, this talent, squispering stuff in his ears all the time. And he just completely clouds up the king's mind, where all the king can see is death. Well, these people can't. Move towards the light of awakening because if they do, they're going to have to admit that they did wrong. And remember, you're dealing with an agnostic world. Right and wrong have, they're afraid of having to admit wrong. If they accepted Christ, they could just be forgiven, but they're not. And we see this insanity. So we have like local officials that are changing rules, we have local officials that openly are just stealing money. This is the moral bankruptcy, and this is why this whole thing is going to take some time. At some point, there's going to be a break. I don't know what it's going to look like. No system that can, of any kind of organizational structure, of any kind of system that we're dealing with right now can withstand the levels of moral bankruptcy and this duplicity of living without having some point a critical fracture and meltdown. My personal opinion is that there's a strong enough base of morally grounded people and a stronger and very growing base of remnant that are true believers, that when that snap does happen, the ship will ride itself appropriately towards our father. And the other ones will just get noisy and look like they have TDS or something. But at the core of this, the rot is so deep. That's And that's the part I want to kind of move on to here, because I want to start just with a perspective on The types of people we're dealing with with, and what they've had in terms of an education.
2: Education is the biggest con going. You may be questioning whether or not the education system is truly providing you with a meaningful future. Consider the following points. Firstly, note that the current education system is designed to produce workers rather than thinkers, rather than encouraging critical and creative thinking schools prioritize job preparation. Secondly, grades in school are indicative of one's ability to memorize information rather than a measure of intelligence. Rather than fostering critical thinking skills, schools often rely on rote memorization and standardized testing. Thirdly, Recognize that the primary goal of education should not solely be to prepare students for high-paying jobs. The purpose of education should be to provide individuals with the tools and knowledge necessary to lead fulfilling lives. Lastly, acknowledge that the current education system can create a dependency on money. Schools often prioritize the production of workers who rely on money to survive, leading to a sense of enslavement. So that's the last piece is so important because... This is a
0: debt-enslaved world. And the pressures on the economic system are enormous right now. And so there's a lot of people trying to deal with, figure out how to deal with all this. And again, I keep coming back to it. It's obvious to everybody here. But the answer is always so simple. But that's usually the case the way it always is. The most difficult hurdles we have to cross usually have their core in the simplest things we have to do. So that simplest thing we have to do is accept Christ, repent, and seek forgiveness. All of that releases the burdens of this world. But instead, people are feeling these pressures, and they're internalizing them. They don't know how to deal with them. Maybe they've had an encounter with God, but they're not talking to God anymore. They become so material-focused. If they are dealing with God, many of them are like, God, I need a credit card bill paid. God, I need my house paid. God, I need a new job. I literally watched a video today. And and no exaggeration, this is for real. This chick is, I don't know where she's from. She sounded Russian, who knows. And she's like, "I, I cannot have a job because it's too difficult for me to work nonsense things. So I need you just to give me money because it breaks my heart, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but this is essentially it. It is so hurtful for me when I have to go and I look and I can't afford a $300 silver bracelet. I just need you to give me money so I can just live and not have to work. Like, all right, honey, good luck on that. But this is the world we're in. We're, we're dealing with levels of insanity that are off the, off the scale, and people have lost their purpose and connection in the world. Why are we here? And that issue of why we are here can't be answered by most other than I'm here to buy more material garbage, get another worthless job, save up money for a retirement so that I can travel and do the things I never could do when I was younger because I was obligated to pay off debt because I bought too many cars, a bigger house, and I have student loans or whatever else goes with that and they die miserable. And none of that process, in that process, they've too many of them have never met had, or had an intimate relationship with Jesus or with Father God. What a tragedy. At the core of all of this, and it's worth reminding ourselves here, we are in a massive transition, and the center of gravity for that transition is going to be the economic system of what they want us to do. Which isn't what I want to do, but that's what they're trying to force upon everybody. Take a listen to this piece from the WEF. This is not new. This was, play, this was done several months ago, but it's worth remembering.
3: Where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital, It means having a almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money, Uh, but also this new money will be sovereign in nature most people think that digital money is crypto and private but what i see are superpowers introducing digital currency the chinese were the first the u.s is on the brink i think of moving in the same direction the europeans have committed to that as well and the question is will that new system of digital money and digital accounting accommodate the competing needs of the citizens of all these locations so that every human being has a chance to have a better life, because that's the only measure of whether a world order really serves. So you do
0: realize that none of the rest of the world has a constitution, a declaration of independence, or a bill of rights. So all of this garbage, and, and then let me back up a minute, and we don't really either lately, because it's been apparently thrown out or used for somebody, for other purposes, ill-intended Because Congress doesn't care. And this hand puppet that they call Joe Biden doesn't care. And a good chunk of our military either doesn't know or doesn't care. The fact is that none of these other countries have that. So when they start talking about a digital bill of rights, it sells well to the world because they have nothing. And it sells well to the retarded educated folks out of this country that have never bothered to read our Bill of Rights, never bothered to read the constitution and never bothered to read the declaration of independence. But many of them have PhDs and masters just so we're clear. And this is literally the vulnerability that we have as a nation, because as they've stopped teaching physics, civics, not physics, I don't think they teach physics either, but anyway, civics, people have no understanding of how our government is supposed to work. But at the core of all of this is shifting the money away from our control to theirs. And this idea, I love how they use this, sovereign. Sovereign doesn't mean us like sovereign that God gave us the rights here in the Declaration of Independence. where all rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness come from God. Sovereign is that they are the sovereigns that will control everything for the world. Now, I love how she also says this. She says, I see, and then she goes on to talk about how countries will use, superpowers will use digital currency. I guess she's what, a prophet now? All of these things are intentional. They do all this to draw in and lure in this generation of people and these liberals that are all convinced and have been brainwashed to believe that this system can't work. This system doesn't work right now because it isn't being used as the system intended, right? I think the darkest part that we have to come to grips with is literally how deep this corruption goes. And there's two levels of this that are part of what controls all of us. And I think this is the part that's most disturbing. One is how much we are obliged to a medical institution, which we've seen with COVID, and that scar hasn't gone away there's still a lot of people out here. I passed one the other day and I literally couldn't believe it. I was going over to do some shopping and a guy comes out and he has rubber gloves on and he has a face mask on. I'm like, dude, I mean, I'm literally, I'm like, father, this is a damaged product right here. But that's, this is, we're still dealing with those scars and those scars were designed and engineered intentionally to disrupt a society, and to divide it, and to make it dumber.
4: D. Rockefeller seized U.S. media. He also hijacked U.S. medicine. When it was discovered that drugs could be produced from petroleum, America's top oil mogul ordered his army of propagandists to invert reality accordingly. Medicines used for thousands of years were suddenly classified as alternative, while the new petroleum-based, highly addictive, and patentable drugs were declared the gold standard. After buying the German pharmaceutical company that manufactured chemicals of war for Adolf Hitler, Rockefeller leveraged his political influence by pressing Congress to declare natural healing modalities. Unscientific quackery. Rockefeller then took control of the American Medical Association and began offering massive grants to top medical schools under the mandate that only his approved curriculum be taught. any mention of the healing powers of herbs, plants, and diet was erased from most medical textbooks. Doctors and professors who objected to Rockefeller's plan were crucified by the media, removed from the AMA, and stripped of their license to teach and practice medicine. Those who dared to speak out were arrested and jailed. When evidence began to emerge that petroleum-based medicines were causing cancer, Mr. Rockefeller founded the American Cancer Society through which he suppressed that information. John D. Rockefeller is duly credited as the founder of the pharmaceutical industry and the reason that medical error is currently the third leading cause of death in America. This is not an indictment against doctors. More than anyone, they are under the stranglehold of the single largest lobbying power in Washington. Every year, the pharmaceutical industry spends at least twice the amount as Big O.L. To influence laws, policies, and public perception. Thanks to Mr. Rockefeller, the architect of American monopolies. No industry has more power over our lives. That's the truth. And it's something we have to make these
0: decisions from because we have to continue to start to move migrate ourselves towards kingdom and away from this insanity. But again, we're back to that core group of people and we're going to see this get more extreme. These sorts of truths destabilize people. And it's one of these things we need to be doing a lot of praying into, that their hearts will be opened, but that their morality will be bound to Father God, not this world that they're living in. I want to hit another piece on this medical piece because it's very relevant to understand how the elites have worked very hard at trying to remove key sectors of the population. And really what they're doing is they're trying to eliminate certain traits and trends, which we're going to call many things. You're going to hear this here in a second. It's eugenics. And it's very active and has been very active and still is. I mean, everything we're dealing with with this COVID con is eugenics. And unfortunately, what has happened here over the time is there has been a degradation of the cognitive capacities of people in order for them to deal with crises in order to navigate out. And they're not doing it. And so again, it's just because they lack, so many of them lack a relationship with through Christ to the Father, their true relationship with Jesus, a true relationship with Father. Their world doesn't have a way out. If you make a mistake and you see this in the social credit score system, you see this. In the social media world, if you make a mistake, you are excoriated and you're never allowed to forget that you made the mistake. You'll always be hanging over you. And that's what keeps these people bound to the system and afraid to step out in terms of the truth. Essentially, we're witnessing a new form of eugenics, which is a eugenics designed to destroy independent thought and The idea of like independence, freedom of thought, inspired thought, all these sorts of things. The eugenics that they're functioning now is eugenics of the
4: mind. Take a listen to this history on eugenics. Colleges and universities taught eugenics. Medical societies confirmed it. Clergymen preached it. John D. Rockefeller and Andrew Carnegie funded it. And some of the most prominent people in America championed it. Margaret Sanger, Alexander Graham Bell, even Helen Keller. It seems to me that the simplest, wisest thing to do
5: would be to submit cases like that of the malformed idiot baby to a jury of expert physicians. If the evidence were presented openly and the decisions made public before the death of the child, there would be little danger of mistakes or abuses. We must decide between a fine humanity and a cowardly sentimentalism.
4: 33 of the 48 states would eventually enact eugenics laws mandating the forced sterilization of wards of the state deemed physically or mentally unfit. People in prisons, hospitals and asylums More than 60,000 Americans would be sterilized without their consent before the last of these statutes was removed from the books in 2014.
0: Interesting, 2014. And when we go back and we start to look at when some of the patents and some of the things that were being done to prepare for the COVID-con, 2012-2014. 2014 is also the year that they determined that transhumanism was now ready to be launched. And the only discussions they were having at at the academia level was how to make people accept the moral change, how to affect our moral position so that they would accept transhumanism. We're dealing with the modern day eugenics. It's taking a different form. We're seeing the weeding out of those, the killing off of our wisdom class. We're seeing the corruption of the of the newborns, and we're seeing a mass amount of death through the millennial class. This is eugenics. By any other term, it's eugenics. And it's, again, we're seeing what's left, if you will. There's a remnant that is moving farther away from them and closer into Father God and the walking kingdom. And then you have those that are in the matrix that are going to go the other way. And their their pathway, quite frankly, has no other pathway but to do that unless they want to risk forever being doxxed or destroyed or whatever. We played a piece last night on the, the Chinese and their social credit score. And the Chinese are like nodding their head going, it's a good thing that he's doxxed. It's a good thing that his details are shown to the world. He must be punished because he did not follow the social credit score. I mean, like really, seriously? These are supposed to be smart people. Unfortunately, they're not. Because they've lacked the common sense. And eugenics, as a principle, can handle things in very different ways. One of those things that can happen is when I say that, eugenics of the mind, this is like receiving a digital lobotomy is what's literally happening right now. So all of this is leading to something. And that's just literally the way that we have our responsibilities in the world. I'm really going to encourage people to start praying together and praying against this sort of darkness that's coming into people's hearts and to pray for a moral reset under God's law. We're going to do it tonight. I would encourage you to continue it into the world because, unfortunately, what we're struggling with here, it can so easily be solved but they are so far away from that turn. And you've heard me say recently a lot in prayer to pray that they will have an encounter with Christ or an encounter with the Holy Spirit. But they're very conditioned people are. And even those that shouldn't be are conditioned. We're dealing with we're dealing with things like doctors, who was just mentioned a bit ago, that should know better, but they don't. And they're following these pathways because they've been boxed in so much that they no longer can see clearly. God can give people eyes to see. But the question is, has God given people up to a retrobate mind? And I don't know. But in terms of optimism, which is where I also began tonight, in spite of the craziness, the biggest thing I continue to see is these people continue to anchor themselves more deeply in the darkness. And the funny thing about that is darkness is self-fulfilling. The farther they go down there, the more miserable they become, the more repressed their thinking is, the more de- depressed their lives become. And that's a guarantee. Liberals are always upset about something. They're just angry. And they're angry because anger is, again, we go back to the the keel of life, the, the moral basis under, under which we live. It's that peace that keeps us like the ship is righted when the wave hits. That's the moral moral laws of God. As we hold into that place and we walk there, we're able to take on all of this. We're able to cut a path. We're able to still find joy in our heart. We're able to celebrate and understand that what's before us is given to us only for what time that God wants us to have it. And it humbles us. It, It opens up all sorts of things. But the problem when people are living in this agnostic space and this leftist cult space. Again, this is a cult. All of this is a cult. It doesn't matter whether it's left or right. It's one big happy cult. And they even sacrifice people in it. It's called abortion and other ways as well. And they even take drugs to have it in enlightenment. They come from the cartel. See, all of this is is by design a cult. And when people are in it, and they're walking in it, they're going to defend what they know. Our mission always is the same, to try to bring that light, that truth, that forwardness into the world. But for them, it's very difficult even to see whether it's because God has given them over to a reprobate mind or because they themselves are so entrenched in a walk, we don't know. Sometimes the walk that they get entrenched in is so severe, again, because they are afraid of the consequences if they tell the truth. Their communities don't forgive. Our world does. This is the two worlds existing side by side. And the greatest service that we can do in kingdom is to try to bring somebody to Jesus without, I mean, it has to be by their free will. I wouldn't exactly encourage you to grab them by the nose and drag them over and like put a nose ring in and then force them to accept Jesus. I don't think that's going to work well, though there are times, believe me, it might seem like the right thing to do. It's not. The nose ring, though, I don't know you'd have to put it in. A lot of them already have it. I don't know how you do that. You ever see The Punisher 1? Like, just this one scene where they, they're torching what, this young kid that's got all these earrings in and they're, like, pulling them out with pliers. Ugh. And don't do a nose ring. Not a good idea. Our Our role, our job is fantastic. And it's time that we used to add to that layer of not only information, but authorities and start praying into some of this that we're dealing with. These people are deeply affected by a world. And whether you want to say it's demonic, that's getting them or whether it's the shaping of the world and the matrix under which they live, it's pretty much the same thing. Because when you get to a place where people are choosing the immoral act and they're doing it at their own free will. We are not dealing with a normal human being. no human beings, even though I know God gave us free will. But most people don't want to do harm to others. And ultimately, that's again where a lot of so much of my optimism rests is because the strength of the remnant continues to grow. And as it grows, the ability for the voices of those that reject Jesus get further and further diminished. So Patriots, one thing I would say is just make sure you are praying together where two or three are gathered, and we have to continue to wage this war. When you encounter somebody, whether it's a school board member that they're embezzling money with, people that are callously changing rules, people that are just doing things that are openly and wrong wrong and evil, that's where our prayers must hit the hardest. And we have to be specific about our prayer. If it's a demon they're dealing with, that demon needs to be rebuked it needs to be disallowed from communicating with them we can't get you can't do deliverance on a person from the outside unless you want to do black magic and I don't but we can keep create white space so they can operate there and hear the, the word of the Lord and be touched again in their heart and that's really some of our greatest victories that we can bring to this Patriots let's pray Father, we're humbled to be here tonight. We're blessed with all that you continue to share with us in the wisdoms and all that this world is. Father, tonight we're declaring authorities, the authorities given to us by Jesus. And we're dealing with healing. We're dealing with rebuking demons. And we're dealing with awakening a deadened soul. There are so many out here, Father, that are injured deeply by this COVID con and other issues in their life, but it's come to a head now. They're afraid to see you. They're afraid to turn to you. They're afraid to repent before Christ. Those sorts of truths set you free, but unfortunately, too many don't understand that because their world doesn't see a world of forgiveness. Their world sees a world of Burden and anchor and never forget. So, Father, we pray for those many that are out here. Many that are seeking. Many that are trying to find their way forward. or And even the many that know in their heart that they need to go a different direction. But they're so afraid to do so. That they'll continue to wage the habits and the war against the people. Using their station and office for their benefit. So, Father, we rebuke all of that. We rebuke it completely. We just pray for a lifting of the darkness on so many hearts, a shaking of the foundation that people think that they can walk away from obligation and that they can't. We have to reawaken the accountability. So, Father, we pray for awakening of the accountability. We pray for the opportunity for the remnant to engage. And we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to shake these hearts open. Cast away their fears and doubts and let them turn their eyes to see the Father and let them be humbled and let them find another path forward that won't be at the mercy of those that seek to do harm. Guide us in this time, protect this nation. We pray for mercy with this nation and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Don't underestimate your authorities. You're not going to score every time, by the way. And that's not the intent. The intent is to work with God, to find those places where we can pray into, to trust in the Holy Spirit to do the work, and to understand that many times nothing may happen. It doesn't mean you're doing things wrong. We have to learn to crawl before we walk. We have to learn to walk before we run. And that's a lot of what we're dealing with. Patriots, it is definitely a crazy world, but the great, greatest part about all this world is our love in Jesus and through Christ to the Father, truly. And that solidness knowing that as we stand on the, on the deck of the ship and we're watching it sail into the wind, we understand very clearly that God has got the wind in our sails, and we're going to be just fine. So cast out your line. Get ready to hook a big win. something, maybe a sailfish, maybe a great white, I don't know, but you're going to catch a big one. That time is now. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, For just such a time as this, we are at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless, good night, thank you, and out for now.
5: Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again Dive into the deepest dead Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in my body